podcast. We're sitting here with a bowl of delicious blueberries in front of us. I'm going to have one right now. Yeah, I'm not going to risk that while I'm podcasting, but I will tell you that I have a delightful shirt on, and so does Jason. Mine's blue. Like a blueberry, but not as dark. It's a brighter blue. Yes, and mine is covered in palm trees. Which are closer to the blueberries. Mm. I mean, palm trees usually don't grow blueberries, not to not to my knowledge. If they did, I would you know, probably hang around Color. palm trees even more. Color, Jeremy. You're the saying that the palm, palm trees, trees palm trees look like blueberries, Jason. I feel Yours like do. you. I feel like you really need to understand what a palm tree is. I'm looking at the palm trees on your shirt right now, and I'm holding a blueberry up to one. And if you'll look, the color. This is great audio, by the way. Visual aids. Yeah, yeah. So if, if, uh, okay, if everybody I, I looks get it. at their radio, they'll I see get that the blueberry. Yeah, if you're looking at your podcast right now. <laughs> You you can't see this, but I guess the blueberries are in similar color to the palm trees on my shirt. That's all I'm talking about. All right. Anyway, uh, I am Jeremy, one podcast host, the yes. younger, maybe more handsome, maybe not. Probably. You're in much better shape. More. So I'm a squidgier, more, uh, older version of a male. Definitely. I'm, I'm more more trim in the uh the beard fashion right now you think you're more trim oh i always have a goatee yeah see you have your your hair's a little bit longer than mine but you got the stubble going all around your yeah i got i got i'm the i'm the stubbly millennial i have yes i have more hairs on my face but Mm -hmm. yours are longer so true it comes with age you learn how to grow it longer just like i am some wisdom i am i am shorter Mm mm-hmm and you are taller. There's, you know, many, many differences between us that, you know, could be appealing to the eye. Possibly. Again, I am, again. I am, I am recognized a lot by people saying that I look like Nathan Fillion or Jason Bateman. One of the, you can take your pick, honestly. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we are yet again talking about appearances and visuals on our podcast. So let's actually get into this. This is the Parental Guidance Podcast. Sorry for the long intro Today we are reviewing Hidden Kingdoms. It yes. is a BBC documentary, documentary in quotes, mm-hmm. and it is voiced by Stephen Fry. Yeah, it's uh, animals, basically, and my son and I love animal shows, so we watch a lot of them, and this one, the BBC just knocks it out of the park with the majority of their animal nature type shows. They just The cinematography they get on it is world class. I mean, they're, they're, they set the bar. Like that Planet Earth series that they did. If you haven't seen Planet Earth, I... stop listening right now. Go watch Planet Earth, then come back. Just you just need to watch it. It's and the we're best. not even. I love I love Planet Earth. Planet Earth and Planet Earth Two are both absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I would give them a five out of five for yeah, both they're, kids they're and adults every time. Hidden Kingdoms isn't quite up to that standard. No, the problem with Hidden Kingdoms for those who actually care. They do a lot of, the best way to put it is just they do movie effects. At the end of each episode, there's about a five to ten minute sort of a making of for that episode. There's three episodes in this particular show. And the whole premise behind it is they're 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 looking at little guys, little teeny tiny animals like an elephant shrew 
in, on the, the first episode is an elephant shrew and a scorpion mouse or a grasshopper and, mouse. And a dung beetle. And a dung beetle. Yeah, so yeah. small small animals. However, yeah. it feels just like a Hollywood, uh, Hollywood production. It feels more Hollywood production than documentary, which yeah. at the start they give a disclaimer. Like right away they say that some of it is like dramatized or they're recreating mm-hmm. the world they live in. And right then I was like, wait a minute recreating or creating what i was like this is this is interesting so i paused it and i looked it up what they what they meant and i was like oh my goodness i was like they use cgi Mm -hmm. they use blue screens they create sets yeah and they it's a whole production yeah it's a whole production so i i knowing that i went and watched the whole episode and when you know that you start to question every single shot. <laughs> Everything. And you should because as you find out, the vast majority of them are set pieces and blue screen pieces. Yeah, the uh, director the director refers to the animals as actors when he's like, Oh yeah, so we're we, you know, he, he acted this part well. I, I'm glad we could create that. And we want like for it's instance a, they an elephant shrew. His acting skills are not exactly you know yeah, Oscar and, worthy. Yeah, but it's it's so it's so tough. So you have the director talking about what kind of scene he wants to set, and they're they're like super excited about the blue screen because they're like, ooh, with this blue screen, we can make it look, you know, like there's anything we want in the background, like yeah. stampeding wildebeest. You're like, well, why can't it just be the animals like themselves? Yeah, and it's tough. It's tough Which is because what most nature shows are. Yeah, is, is you're you're used to you know one or two cameras and they're what you're watching is actually what's happening in this one that's not the case no and that and that is what hits so hard for me because when i'm watching a documentary or like nature shows or whatnot it's almost like a privileged look like how am i seeing this yeah. how did they set up so many cameras like for planet earth sometimes i swear they have hundreds or thousands of cameras set up and they just wait for footage or you have these guys who are just, you know, in the savanna and they're just tent camping and they're just waiting with cameras until something happens. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, how would I ever have known about this? But then with this one, you're like, wait, is this real? Is this not real? Is this, you know, and you're just questioning. Instead of going, wow, you're more like, yeah, it gets it gets pretty cheesy. Oh, and a then they, over the top, but it, way over the top. If they wanted to do like dramatize dramatization, mm-hmm. they did it I've wrong. Heard it both ways. Yeah, You're I okay. know. <laughs> I, they did it wrong. They went too much. They wanted to shoot like every scene in like 4K slow mo. Yeah. Every single thing was like slow mo, Matrix, Tom were, Cruise running scene, think, all of it. Yeah, I think they were trying to see. Okay, um, you know, it's the BBC, and I mean they have a long history of outstanding, you know, nature show production, and I think they were trying to see if they could play around with that whole concept and idea and maybe shoot differently and create almost these it was they were trying to tell these stories you know first you had the elephant shrew whose mom gets eaten by i can't remember what the lizard is that got eaten by oh anyway it was a a, a monitor yeah monitor lizard yeah so that one the 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 little elephant shrew loses his mom and then they cut back and forth between the elephant shrew and the scorpion mouse in arizona 
And the scorpion mouse is, he was the firstborn. He was sort of the bold, independent scorpion mouse who went out on his own and was exploring. And so there's te- they're telling these two storylines, kind of like almost little miniature movies. And it seemed like, again, the whole mindset behind it was, instead of let's just uh, shoot these animals and tell a story of what's going on, it's let's use these animals to tell a story. And I think just that little tiny difference created that whole different production now again we're nitpicking here on yeah but no it's it's okay it, it, it's it just... is it is okay to nitpick <laughs> when something is supposed to be reality yeah yeah and i'm not talking about reality shows i'm talking about actually real like nature wildlife wildlife wild mm-hmm. wild not staged and it's tough because the directors of this, they wanted to tell their story instead of telling the story of the animals. Yeah. And that's, that's a big thing. And then I seriously, they went so over the top. I already said CGI and blue screen, but the sound effects and the music, everything is just so loud. So over the top. Do you have the same scene in your mind that I have? What are they doing? I I don't have one scene because I have many. See, for me, the, the sort of the, the scene that wraps the whole production style up is you're with the scorpion mouse. Yeah. And you have, he's just kind of doing his little scorpion mouse thing, just kind of, you know, crawling around, skitter scatter. And then there's the flicking tongue of a rattlesnake. Oh, and then yeah. The rattlesnake goes to attack the scorpion mouse, but he's not really attacking the scorpion mouse because you can clearly tell this is not happening at the same time. No. You have a snake striking in like ridiculous slow motion and the scorpion mouse is running and darting and away. Jumping. And yeah. It's it's this slow motion jump jump to jump to safety while the snake is also trailing. And it it just it yeah. it's it's bad. It's it's cheesy at the same time as being like, hey, I I know I'm being fooled. It's yeah. It'd be like going to Vegas and you're expecting to be like, oh my gosh, is magic real when you go out to one of those magic shows? But instead of going to Vegas, you just go, you, you go to Vegas and then, you know, David Copperfield is like sick that day. And so he puts in his sub and his sub doesn't know what's going on. And he's like, oh, uh, so just letting you know this is how this trick works. That's how this trick works. None of this is real. So I'm just going to tell you a story. Yeah. Why would I want to go to that? Why? I want to go and watch a wildlife show where I actually feel like it's wildlife. And then when I'm introduced about the facts, I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, cool. This is great. Wow. This is amazing. Instead of being like, why, why is there so much overture in this music? I can't take it. I think I think the problem with it is you and I both enjoy a good nature show. Some of you out there listening to this may not give two flips about nature shows, uh, in which case you're not going to care about the production style of this, you know, telling of these animals. For Jeremy and I, it's sort of like a, oh, it was sort of, hey, I'm going to mock <laughs> everything you love about nature shows right now in your face. And tell you that you that you like it and it it is it was i had remembered liking it and that's why i mentioned this one is that let's do this 
as it kind of a change of pace from the cartoons and stuff, let's mix it up a little bit to get a little something in there. Because Caleb and I, we'll sit on YouTube and we'll watch nature shows, animal stuff all day long. We'll get on there. We'll watch uh, on Netflix. We'll pull up Planet Earth, Planet Earth 2, Blue Planet, um, all these other you know, animals of Africa, animals of Europe, animals of South America, all around the world. And this one, I, I had remembered enjoying it, but I think I was remembering wrong. I mean, I gave it three stars. Yeah, uh, I, uh, mine, I, I, my top, my tippy top would be three <laughs> stars for adults. Yeah. And I waver between two and, and three. I, it's just, two and three is just, it's, we're talking about survivability, and if I am just annoyed the whole time at this, and then also at the same time, if I'm watching this with a kid, and I'm thinking about, oh, should I tell them that this part is re- is real? Should I tell them this is fake? Should I do this? Oh, maybe we should have them watch something that is real. What is real? And then you've got like the whole, you know, kind of quantum physics thing of they created, you know, quantum physics. It, they talk about once when you observe something and the observer effect. You, you change the result when you so now not only are they just observing it but they're recreating a set for them to observe and it just goes even further yeah and it, it's just it was just annoying and I just felt I felt gypped yeah I felt I felt just you know kind of gypped the whole time and it was it wasn't that great I would say I mean my son liked it I think most kids you could probably get a four or five scoop out of it for a kid because they're going to sit down. If you put your kid in front of this to watch um, at now, again, as with any nature show, there is a chance animals will get eaten. So if you're concerned about your child seeing animals possibly getting eaten, um, fighting, don't turn on any nature shows because animals do that. It's kind of how they roll. Uh, this has a little bit of that, but I think sitting your kid in front of this one, uh, whether you watch it or not, they'll enjoy it because it's cute little animals. You know, the elephant shrew with its long little nose all wiggling around. And then the, the scorpion mouse is cute and adorable. Kids and grownups like cute, adorable things. And that it has two small little cute, adorable animals running around doing their thing. A kid's going to enjoy it. Yeah, I gave it I gave it a three for kids. Just uh, I gave it a three for kids just because I think you're jaded, dude. No, no, no. the the reason The reason why it's not it, the my rating for kids on this one is not based entirely on if a kid will watch it and enjoy it. It's based off of the education of it. Because usually, when you turn on one of these shows for your kid, it's to also learn something, to kind of change pace, to kind of or you know create some like actual like environmental or natural or like actual like introduce them to the real world. You know, like oh, here's the real world and. Yeah if you turn this on, it's just, it's there's, there's better things you could turn on. And so that's why for me, for kids ratings, yeah, for kids, kid rating, I'd give it, I'd give it a three, not because they won't enjoy it. Although maybe they would kind of get, you know, over, overplayed with the sound effects. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. In a way, actually the best way to look at this is sort of a live action cartoon with animals, cute little animals. Yeah, uh, honestly, it's a safe one for your kids. If you want to throw something on different than a cartoon for your kid to watch that you don't have to worry about what's on there, throw it on. I I think little kids, I think they're going to enjoy it. My son's 10. He would watch it. He would enjoy it. Um, it it's it's simple enough. Uh, it has cute animals. They're doing stuff. There's not a lot of real 
like lions ripping apart animals type of stuff. You, ha- you don't see any yeah, of that. It, you, it, it's definitely safe. Yeah. You see a scorpion mouse eating a scorpion, which, hey, good for him. You know, get those scorpions. Nah, nah, nah. Chew them up. I say go for it. So that's that's the Hidden Kingdoms. Yeah, it's that's... a safe one. Whether you watch it or not, you're not missing anything. There's many better nature shows out there. Save yeah. that for Planet Earth, Blue Planet, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that's about it. So uh, just remember, I'm Jeremy. I'm Jason. We've got your back. Also, make sure you tune in Friday for the newest addition to our podcast. We are branching out a little bit here, Jeremy. We are going to start reviewing grown-up movies. What? Yes, grown-up just for the moms and the dads out there. Are the are the kids, well, not just the, moms and dads, single and, people too. Yeah, and and adults, uh, you know, just uncles, aunts, pretty much grandparents. Oh, yes, grandparents. They yeah. need stuff to watch Wait, too. So, are the kids allowed to watch this? These no. movies? Ooh. No. Well, I mean, we might review like a yeah, superhero I mean, movie maybe. or something. Yeah, well, here's okay. the deal. It's not for the kids. It's for you. We started a podcast with the idea of we're we're reviewing kids shows and stuff. Um. But it's hard to really have some real in-depth dig into it on kids' shows. And we decided we wanted to do a little bit of that. So we had this brainstorm. Why don't we do an extra show that's geared for after the kids are in bed and you're looking for something? So instead of spending 20, 30 minutes flipping through Amazon or Netflix trying to look for something, you can turn this on. You can listen to the podcast. And we'll give you an idea. Hey, watch this one. Or, or, oh, you were thinking about this one? Don't waste your time. Again, because we're Jason and Jeremy, and we have your back, right? That's right. All right. Well, we'll see you Friday then. Sounds good. All right. Have a great day. Ta-ta. All right, buddy. Here we are for another Caleb's Corner. How are you doing today? Good. Okay, we'll just get right into the questions here. If you could be any animal, what animal would you be and why? I would be the honey badger because it's the top predator in Africa. One of the top. One of the top. Yeah, they are pretty scrappy, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we've seen some shows with them and they're definitely not one you'd want to mess with. No. <laughs> they uh when they get after something, they get after it, huh? In yeah. fact, actually, if uh you ever want to see a funny video of badgers, just go onto YouTube and Google Stoffel. It's I think S T O E F F E L and there's like a little documentary about this badger named Stoffel in South Africa. Very entertaining. Yep. Stoffel's quite the character, huh? Okay. I would pick an eagle because Eagles fly, and that's pretty much the only reason, because they fly. And I guess I could pick bald eagle. That way in the U.S., no one's allowed to hunt me. That would be kind of good, I guess. I don't have to worry about getting shot, being an eagle. So you got me an eagle and you a badger. All right, here's another one for you. What animal would you least want to be? I would least want to be... Like a worm, because birds could get me easily. This is true. And you'd be slimy. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of gross. And you have to eat dirt. I don't like to be slimy or to <laughs> eat dirt. I'm glad you don't like being slimy. I don't either. <laughs> At first, I was going to say dung beetle, because 
they live their lives cutting up balls of poop, which is pretty yeah. <laughs> pretty disgusting. But then I was like, you know what though? I think I'd hate being a mosquito even more because your whole life is sucking up blood and people trying to kill you. Yeah. So I think I think I'll go with mosquito. With a real close second is dung beetle because I don't want to spend my life, you know, roaming around, balling up poop and rolling it everywhere. Yeah, I wouldn't either. No, I don't. I don't blame you. But you don't want to be slimy, and so that's a good thing too. <laughs> well, there is one positive thing with a worm: you can just stay underground all day. That's true. If it's hot, you just go underground, huh? Yep. If it's cold, you go underground. Yep. Either way, you're climate controlled. Oh, that's a good thinking there, bud. All right. That's all we have for t- this week's or this episode's Caleb's Corner because we're doing more than one a week now. So you get to be on a whole bunch of episodes. Yep. Well, as always, thanks for joining me. You want to say bye? Bye.